Welcome to Bikini Diaries. I'm Naima Thompson, businesswoman and IFBB bikini professional. Here, you will get the inside scoop from many bikini professionals and myself as we dive deep into the inner core of our triumphs, hardships, and evolution. This podcast was made to inspire, resonate, and enlighten others with all talks bikini in hopes that you never give up on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's talk bikini. Dear Diary. The Bikini Diaries podcast is sponsored by ProTan. ProTan products are the highest quality of tanning competition products that I highly recommend. The DIY kit is my absolute favorite, and it's a kit that I've been using for many, many years now. If you want to save money on your competition expenses, head over to ProTanUSA.com and use the code Bikini Diaries for 20% off your order. Are you still in search for the perfect bikini for stage? Now, I know we're in hard times right now, but that doesn't mean you need to give up your dreams. You will soon step on stage, I know it, and you will need the perfect suit. Angel Competition Bikinis has the absolute best suits in the market. Even the highest ranked and well-known bikini athletes are wearing their suits on the stage. Head over to... ABC Bikini and use the code Bikini Diaries to save yourself 10% at checkout. Ladies, how are those at-home workouts going for you? Now, I know for certain when I look good, I feel good and it puts me in the mood. And that's why I love wearing my affirmation fitwear. The clothing is so cute and feels amazing on my body. Head over to myaffirmationfitwear.com and use the code Bikini Diaries for 10% off your next order. You're going to love your new workout gear. And the last thing that I want to say before we get started is you have to join us in the private Facebook group, especially in times like this. We are actually connecting in there, talking in there, getting our questions answered. And it's just so nice to have like-minded individuals come together and literally connect. It's so amazing. So head over to Facebook, look for Bikini Diaries and click add and I will add you. What are you waiting for? All right, all right. You are listening to the Bikini Diaries podcast. Happy Tuesday and welcome back to another wonderful episode. And we are going to get started with the review of the week. This one is from Kara HB55. She gives us five stars titling this, great for all athletes, not just bikini. She says, Love, love, love. Great advice for NPC bikini athletes and all athletes in general. I love that every podcast is unique and focuses on a different subject. Thanks, Naima. Thank you. You spelled my name perfect, which is super amazing. (laughs) I'm so excited. Thank you so much for your kind words. And go ahead and DM me so I can get more information from you so I can give you your very own Bikini Diaries honorary team. Now, if you would like to enter in, all you have to do is leave a review and I choose a winner every single Tuesday. Now, time to get into the episode. I'm so excited because today we have a very special guest. She is someone who is a very strong individual. She got her pro card in July of 2019 and placed fourth at our pro debut, which I was there and it was amazing. She actually then quit her job to pursue coaching 
full time. Can we scream boss babe? I mean, hello. She shares intimate details about how lonely her journey to her pro card was and how she was able to incorporate balance back into her prep. Will doing this make her a weaker athlete? Hmm. An answer we all want to know. And I'm so excited to dive into this conversation with her. So without further ado, I am so excited and delighted to introduce to you IFBB bikini professional, Gina Scafolio. Hi, Gina. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How about you? I am doing wonderful. So excited to have you on. Me too. I'm super excited. All right, girl. Well, we are going to get started with the bikini hack. It's just going to be a series of quick questions to get to know you a little bit better. So tell us, where are you from? I am originally from Houston, Texas. Uh, Right now I'm in Tampa, Florida. Awesome. That's where I am too. Nice. (laughs) And how old are you? I am 25. And what do you do for a living? I am a full-time coach and competitor. Nice. And how many years have you been competing? My first show was August 2017, so um, only maybe like two and a half years or so. And when and where did you get your pro card? I got my pro card at USA's last July. And what's your favorite quote that keeps you going? My favorite quote, uh, it's by George Shaw. It's, life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. I love that. And why is that one so important to you? I just feel like um, a lot of people just wait around trying to figure out um, who they are, thinking that things are just going to fall in place for them. Um, But I've I've found that taking initiative and um, deciding who you want to be is is the way to go for sure. No, I absolutely agree. So powerful. So name one quality about yourself that makes you a really strong athlete. I think the my biggest strength is probably self-awareness, like just being able to kind of pick myself apart, but without um, without being too hard on myself. Yeah, that's so important. A lot of people, they lack self-awareness, like they're mm-hmm. they don't realize that like whenever they're having issues or anything like it all stems from your core. It all stems from yourself. So you can actually answer a lot of questions by just asking yourself those same questions. Right. Yeah, definitely. So what keeps you motivated? Um, I feel like I just found my passion and that's enough for me. Um, just being passionate about what I do and loving it. And what is your why? Why do you compete? <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's kind of the same thing. Like I the original reason I competed was just kind of to push myself to the next level and see if I could do it. And within like three months or so, I had already fallen in love. So it's just something that it really, really drives me in all aspects of my life. I love it. And for the last question of the bikini hack, if you could pick one, what would be your absolute favorite prepping stage day or post show treats? Definitely prepping, actually. Okay, that's interesting. I love the process. Absolutely. 
Me too. So it's so interesting to me that you literally just became a pro last year, but already you've gained so much success from it. Um, could you kind of tell us like how you started it, your bikini career and how you got it, how you got started in um, competing? Yeah. So um, back in college, I moved pretty much 10 hours away from home, didn't really know anyone. Um, and I fell in love with the gym just because I mean, I really didn't have anything else to do during the day. So I would go to college and then uh, get my homework done and then be like, what now? So I would just end up at the gym and I spent a lot of time there. And um, then I started dating my fiance and he competes and he had done one show before and um, he was prepping for a show whenever we were first together. And I went to his show and I saw the competitors and I saw the bikini girls and I like in my mind before, I just imagined everyone looked like a pro, like even at an amateur level. Mm. And then I went to the show and I saw everyone. I was like, I could do that. I think I could do that. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I, I picked a show 11 months out. I prepped myself, coached myself. And um, yeah, I ended up winning my first show. So it was, I was pretty hooked like right off the bat. Wow, that's a phenomenal story. First off, congratulations. That's so exciting. Thank you. <laughs> and secondly, like what made you decide to prep yourself right off the bat? Well, to be honest, like it, it just came down to finances. Um, you know, I've, I've been on my own since I was 18 and in college, like I had, um, you know, loans and scholarships that paid for my tuition, but I still had to work full time just to, you know, like pay for my living, like mm -hmm. living expenses. So, um, yeah, I was, I was bartending like 40 hours a week. I was in school. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. 12 to 15 hours. Um, and I mean, prep coaches also like Instagram wasn't like as big as it is now. And, and the sports not as big as it is now too, even just a couple of years ago. And so I didn't know like online coaching was a big thing or like where to even start, but I know I, I reached out to a local coach who was in person and she was considered like extremely reasonable and it was like $600 a month. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. And in Lubbock, Texas, that's where I'm from, by the way, like the cost of living is, is so cheap there, but also like, and it's just like a low income city. So, um, I mean, my rent was $400 a month for a one bedroom apartment and it was like pretty nice. So that gives you a good idea of like the cost of living is super low, but you know, prep coaches prices are still, it doesn't matter where you live. They're going to be the same prices. So yeah, it just came down to, to financial reasons. Absolutely. And, and, you know, obviously like you didn't know a lot. So how, where did you even begin to start prepping yourself? So, um, I mean, along the three years that I, I was weightlifting and um, learning about nutrition. I was also just kind of researching slowly, teaching myself stuff because this wasn't uh, my degree or anything either. Um, I actually got a film degree. <laughs> so um, that's why I ended up picking a show 11 months out. So at this time, like I, hadn't, I had figured out how to track macros and, um, you know, like I was pretty big into flexible dieting and I knew quite a bit about weightlifting, but I just didn't know how to take it to the next level. So, um, Justin, my fiance, he prepped himself. So he was able to help me a lot. And that in combination of picking a show 11 months out, I was able to spend, I mean, I probably spent like an average of like an hour a day researching just on how to figure everything out myself. That's phenomenal. And I'm sure, you know, his help was, you know, 
much greatly appreciated. How was that with you guys like first starting to date and then like him like chiming in trying to tell you like how to prep? <laughs> so, I mean, he's like such a chill person in general that I mean, there's never been any issues like, you know, as far as him trying to tell me what to do or like me, you know, saying like, no, that's not how it should be. So I definitely was able to come to him for help. Like, Hey, should I do this or this? And he would give me like a pretty unbiased opinion and, and help me out there. But along the way, like we found out there's, I mean, prepping a female for a bikini versus like a large man, like there's going to be a lot of differences and a lot of um, different aspects and posing. And, you know, there's like the bikini division is so different than any men's division. So he was able to help me whenever I was trying to make decisions. And I just, you know, I needed like a second opinion, but um, there was a lot that he wasn't able to help me with as well. So speaking of like different things that, you know, he wasn't able to help you with, who did you turn to for posing? So with posing, I was able to do two group posing classes. Um, Elizabeth Lanham, she was like one of the only IFBB pros in Lubbock. There was actually only like two, I believe. Um, so Jennifer Setia, she was a bodybuilder, women's bodybuilder. And then, um, and then Elle, they would hold posing classes together every Saturday. And so I attended two of them, I think whenever I was somewhere around 10 or 11 months out and they gave me like a really good foundation and, you know, some of the basics. And then I just became pretty obsessed with the whole sport along the way and mm -hmm. just watched like a ton of, of YouTube videos and Instagram videos and just kind of like took away as much as I could for from from watching pros pretty much. Absolutely. I think that's awesome that they did that. Like that's mm -hmm. so cool. Not a lot of people, you know, have the opportunity to work with someone and, and um, you know, just to just like get all the information that they need and the experience that they need in order to perfect their posing. Yeah. So I think that's awesome that that was available for you. Yeah. And it's definitely, I mean, posing is so underrated and undervalued, I feel like in the industry in general. So um, being able to get a good foundation at the very beginning, you know, almost a year out from my show, I feel like that was part of the reason I was so successful. Definitely. And, you know, why do you think that posing is underrated and why do you think that it's so important? So, I mean, the longer I've, I've been competing, I know it has, I mean, it's only been a couple of years, but it seems like forever. Um, but the longer I, the, I, the more I talk to people and go to shows and you, you start finding out that people wait till like peak week to start posing because, mm -hmm. you know, it, it might look easy. Because if you're good at it, you know, you're supposed to make it look easy, but people don't realize how much actually goes into it. So a lot of girls wait till like the, the start of their prep to start posing. Some girls wait till like peak week. I've even met someone that waited till the night before to start. Oh posing. my gosh. The night before <laughs> I couldn't yeah. even imagine. Yeah. And, and, and then they're screwed. So I always say, I tell people like, I've literally never had the best physique ever. Like I've mm -hmm. gone, I see girls backstage and like I say, like I have really good self-awareness. I know, and I'm not hard on myself either. Like looking at other girls, it doesn't like bring me down or anything, but I'm able to objectively look at someone and say like, okay, she has better glute development. She has better conditioning. She has better shoulders, whatever. Um, but because I had better posing, like, because I outpose them, it's like, that's, who's going to win. You know, it doesn't matter who has the best physique, whoever has the best physique on stage is going to win. So absolutely. And, you know, just presentation in general, I, you know, when I, 
when I first started competing, that was something that would happen to me a lot. Like girls would be just way more developed. And, you know, honestly, I could look at them and be like, yeah, you look way better than me <laughs> on so many different levels. But I would have the same success as well, just from presentation, smiling, mm-hmm. like presenting your body in a certain way that is appealing to the judges. Um, so it's so it's so important. And I and I hopefully it becomes, you know, more on the regular that girls are, you know, looking for posing, um, you know, coaches and actually taking it more seriously and starting from day one. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something I preach like on a regular basis. So um, hopefully, hopefully it will become more common. And, um, you know, I feel like with the social media growing and the sport growing, it's it's definitely going to get better over time. Yeah, of course. And and you like basically fell in love with the sport. What about it do you think that just attracted you so much? I am a super, super competitive person by nature. Um, my mom put me in gymnastics at like five years old. I did competitive cheerleading. I did track and cross country, pole vault. Um, and, you know, senior year of high school, whenever all of that stuff ended, I, that's really when I started getting into weightlifting. Like I started lifting every single day, my senior year of high school. And that's just because I had nothing else to do. I was like, what now, you know? Um, and I didn't really have an outlet to kind of put that competitive nature in me, uh, towards. So whenever I found bodybuilding or, you know, bikini competing, like that's, I just feel like I, I really found my place again. Absolutely. And, you know, so many of us want to, you know, basically quit our jobs. We want to do this full time. <laughs> we want to make this like our career. Um, mm-hmm. In what ways would you say that pro athletes actually do that? Like they make this a career for themselves? I mean, the I feel like the most common way is coaching. So wow. coaching, sponsorships, doing posing classes. I feel like most of us are entrepreneurs in the way that we kind of have to find um, income from a, a multitude of sources. And those I feel like are probably the most three common that I think I can think of. Absolutely. And, you know, when you were competing, you wanted to turn pro. Was it like instantly that you were like, okay, I have to become a pro at this, like this can be my career? Or was it something where, you know, you were just like, oh, if it happens, it happens? <laughs> um, so I, I think somebody, I think actually it was Elle that I was talking about earlier. She told me, whenever I was prepping for my first show, like she was like, you know, if, if you wanted to go pro, you could go pro. Oh, and wow. at, at that point I was like, whoa, really? You know, um, I didn't have the, I, I really didn't have anyone to compare against or, um, you know, but then once I did my first show, I got a really good taste of what it was like. And, I don't think I had my eyes set on going pro like immediately, but I knew that I wanted it in the near future. So that's why, I mean, I definitely took a lot of time off and I waited until I felt ready to go to nationals. Um, But it was always something I knew that was going to happen. And then when you went to compete for your pro card, were you prepping yourself at the time? No, actually, I was working with um, Sarah Lyons from Underground Athletes. So that was my first coach. Um, she, She ended up picking me up after... I competed, it was September 2018, I believe, at the Hurricane Bay here in Tampa. Um, I won the overall there, and um, I ended up meeting Sarah and her husband, Mandis. They run Maximum Muscle Report as well. So, like, they were interviewing me, and and I got to meet them. And Mandis asked in the interview, he was like, you know, so what's next? And I I told him, I was like, well, I plan on reverse dieting, and I definitely want to go to nationals. I'm looking at 
you know, X, Y, and Z national shows. And he was like, okay, who are you working with? And I was like, well, I've always prepped myself. And after the interview, um, he stopped, you know, stopped recording. He was like, do yourself a favor, get a coach. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, oh, why do you say that? And he was like, nationals is different. Like you need a coach. And, um, after that, he, he introduced me to Sarah. So we started working together and um, she prepped me for USA's. Awesome. Did you feel like now that you've experienced it all that w- his words were true? Uh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. There's there's always so much that you, you feel like you know, you feel like you know it all. But, um, you know, the more you work with people and the more experience you get, you realize, okay, I knew nothing. <laughs> so what were some of the things that you felt like you knew? And then when you started working with the coach, you were just like, oh, my God, like this is completely different. So I I actually didn't know some of my own weaknesses just because I didn't even know that's something that they were looking for. But um, whenever I started working with Sarah, I was thinking like my upper body was pretty good. Like I had a lot of, of back and lat development. I had abs. I had arms. I knew my shoulders could come up a little bit, but other than that, I felt like pretty complete. And she was like, your upper chest and front delts are like your weakest point in your Mm. whole And like, I was like upper chest, like I wasn't even paying attention to my upper chest, you know? Um, But it it was almost like something was missing from my physique because everything else was so developed and that just wasn't. So, you know, that's just like one example of something that I would have never, I would have never you know, found out myself. And Justin, he's, I mean, he's a dude, he's not looking at my chest either, you know? So that's just like one example. Yeah, absolutely. That's so funny. He's not looking at my chest. Well, he might be, but like in a different way. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hopefully not. I don't know. (laughs) He's not thinking like, yeah. So Right. (laughs) That's hilarious. Okay. So, and then um, when did you decide that it was the right time to quit your job and then start coaching full-time? So I started building meal plans and, and kind of um, just like working with a few people probably about three years ago, um, but I wasn't able to quit my job. I guess it's been about um, a little over a year now. Um, but I think whenever I started prepping for nationals, I realized how much time I, I wanted to put into that prep and how much time of the day I was taken up from you know, working in a nine to five. Well, I was actually working at Orange Theory at the time. So it was a 4am to um, noon. So I was literally always exhausted, because I just could not get used to waking up at 3am. And um, I just knew like, I just felt stuck for so long, and, and not super satisfied and gratified with what I was doing. So um, that that was the time I spent really working towards building up Um, a client base and being able to quit after that. Yeah, I remember that. That's kind of like how I knew who you were. (laughs) Yeah, Orange Theory. Yeah, awesome. That is so cool. And so then you decided to make that leap of faith. And how did that work out for you? Like, was it something that you were just so scared and then it took forever to kind of take off? Or was it kind of just like instant and you just went with the flow? I actually waited until I could pay like all of my bills and most of like you know, the the basics like gas and food and whatnot. So I, I didn't, I didn't quit my job just like hoping that I would be okay. Mm. I waited until I was okay. And then I quit my job. Um, and of course I had like my fiance and I'm, I'm, I like to be independent. So I didn't want him to like, you know, 
ask him to take care of me or anything, but he was like, you know, like I'm always here if you need help. So I waited until I, I felt stable. And even though it wasn't like I had expendable income, I knew that he was there if I needed help. So that was, that was definitely um, a big part of it too. Absolutely. So bring us back to when you were prepping and competing and then you kind of fell into the trap of isolation. Cause I mean, I'm assuming, you know, you got really into everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, I think one of the, one of the things that was asked was kind of like, you know, how has competing helped you and how, how has it hurt you? Definitely have lost a lot of friends from competing. Um, Mm. I mean, one, you kind of realize, you know, the people in your corner, whether they're actually there for you or not, whenever you do something, something like this, just because it requires so much sacrifice and you're not going to do the things that you would normally do. And I, I was, you know, like I said, I was bartending a lot. So, I mean, I did that for like five, six years. So going from that kind of lifestyle, you know, going out every weekend and like partying and whatnot to going to a prep life, a lot of people just weren't there to support me whenever I made the transition. So that was part of it. And then also it's just, I'm one of the people that I, I don't have the strongest discipline, like just being honest. If I go out to a restaurant I'm going to eat off people's plates. So whenever I'm in prep and I'm getting serious, like I really have to constrain myself from going out to like social events or going out to restaurants. So I end up being a homebody and um, definitely takes its toll on your social life. Absolutely. And and tell us about like when you got your pro card and why like your feelings were different than everybody else's feelings. Yeah, I, I just felt like... Um, Last year was just a really hard year um, for me and my fiance. Like we, we had moved to Tampa, Florida from, from Texas because we both went to college there. We made a bunch of friends and we moved to Tampa. And, you know, we were really excited to move here. But you don't realize how hard it is to make friends when you're an adult. Like it, it really is hard. And especially whenever you don't have, um, you know, like he was working at home and working at Orange Theory was awesome. But it, it was it was just like other than a few coworkers, you really don't have the opportunity to meet a ton of people that are like minded and like your age range. And um, so part of that was just like not having friends here. Um, oh, OK. Yeah. And then the other part were like the friends that I did have, I wasn't able to go out to dinner and I wasn't able to like go hang out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up at home like, I don't know, probably 99 percent of the year. And I didn't realize it at the time. Like, I really just thought it was just prep bringing me down or like, you know, I was just stressed out about money or whatever. Um, But looking back in retrospect, I I realized like I was pretty depressed last year. And um, like I said, like a lot of it was just I wasn't having fun and and doing anything. So whenever I got off, whenever I, I went into USA's, I actually had a really good feeling that I was going to get my pro card. I was super excited. But whenever the moment actually happened, you know, everyone was like happy crying and like jumping for joy and like crying on stage and taking pictures. And I was just kind of like, I felt numb almost like, you know, I, there was just like that joy wasn't there. The spark wasn't there, but it was almost just because I was a little bit depressed. And like, I feel like nothing really gave me that high feeling at the time. Yeah, that's interesting because it's it's something that you are going for, something that you you want so badly, but yet 
if you get to that point where you actually obtain what you're after and you look around and there's no one there to celebrate with. Right. Yeah. It starts to make you really think about it a little bit more. Oh, yeah. That was that was definitely a big part. Like I had I had a ton of people on social media like rooting for me and I had people like texting me and that kind of stuff. But as far as like people in person, like it was just me and my fiance. Like there was there was no one to really celebrate afterwards. And we came back to Tampa and like there is no celebrations here. And um, I like, of course, that's plays a big role. But I feel like the biggest thing was just like the mental state that that I was in that affected me that way. Yeah. So you think that like the state that you were in basically came from like being in a new place, not knowing a lot of people? Or do you feel like it came from just like being in isolation? So like picking like prep first and like not going out, not even trying to go out and talk to other people, not, you know, just basically Mm -hmm. staying like in the zone? Yeah. And, and, you know, people always talk about balance and a lot of people are like, screw balance. But I found that I have I have to have that balance to be happy. So yeah, the definitely the second the second option was just like isolating myself and even even just like me and my fiance like we didn't do anything that was fun either. Like we could have gone to the movies and not gotten snacks, or we could have you know like rented scooters and drove around downtown. Like we could have done a lot of fun stuff that didn't involve food, but we just didn't. We just didn't make the effort to have fun. And um, I feel like that was the biggest attribution to that. Yeah, but I mean, that happens a lot. And I I mean, I don't really know why. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, it's probably just because you're going after a goal and you feel like, you know, maybe like everybody around me is doing the same thing. Like everybody's just, you know, like no days off, like super higher, super focused. And you feel like maybe that's the only way to reach your goals. Um, I don't know, but it, it, it happens a lot. So when you decide to say fuck it, what what is what actually did you mean by that? What was that significance? So um I I mean another thing that I've been I, I talk about this on social media, hopefully not too much, but I've had a back injury for um since October 2017. So this back injury, like I have no idea what it is. A lot of doctors think it's like a compressed nerve that's not showing up on an MRI or whatever, but I've had tons of scans, tons of doctors, like nobody can tell me what it is. But anytime that I I go out dancing too much or I do anything like super active or like too much hit, it kind of flares up. And sometimes it will be fine in a few days, but sometimes it takes a few weeks. And so I have to really be careful with the stuff that I do. Um, And um, back back at the end of last year. Uh, This is after I got my pro card, I did my pro debut and a couple months go by. And this is one of the times that we sat down like realized, okay, something needs to change because I'm just not happy. Mm. And our friends back in Houston, because we have a group of friends back in Houston, they um, were like, hey, there's this music festival, it's called Freaky Deaky. um, And it's, it's for Halloween. And so, I mean, we looked at each other and we both felt like, okay, we shouldn't go. Because one, my back's going to flare up Two, money, three, just traveling. We had a puppy. Like there's so many reasons why we should have said no, but we were like, fuck it, let's just go. And that happened to be the experience that reminded us of what we needed to do to be happy, just like going out and having fun. And that weekend was like one of the best weekends of my life at that point. So it was, it was just like a big reminder to, to get out of the routine and break the cycle. 
Absolutely. I know some people can kind of see that and be like, oh, is she not going to compete anymore? But right. Then- <laughs> but for you, yeah. it's, more, it's more signifying like, hey, like I just need to like live my life sometimes. You know what I mean? I need to just like just do what makes me happy. Um, exactly. So that's awesome. Yeah. And so when you decided to, you know, start living your life, did you end up having any kind of fears of of basically changing everything? Because I know, you know, just from my experience alone, like um, <clears throat> I've been in I've been in prep stores super, super regimented and then regimented. And then I have added like balance and stuff like that. And I was super afraid that by al- adding this balance, like I may not place as well. I may not do as well or I may not look as well. Did you have the same um, feelings? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, those feelings are still coming into play today. Um, Just because I haven't competed yet while having fun. But, um, you know, I'll find out this year for sure if it's if it's good or bad. But, um, you know, another thing that happened was like traveling, like I usually get sick when I travel, like for some reason, I'm good when I'm home. But as soon as I travel, I always get sick. So, you know, getting I got sick at that music festival. And then I came home and it was, I mean, it was just like a cold, but it was a bad cold. And I was sick for a couple of weeks and I finally felt like I was getting better. And then we went to Orlando and I got sick again. And so the entire time I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm backtracking. I'm losing my progress. Like, you know, there's a million things going through my head that I was like ruining my prep and taking a step backwards. But I ended up coming back stronger and like more motivated to work harder because I wasn't able to give it my all. And before I wasn't giving it my all just because like, you know, maybe I was just being lazy or being a little bit too comfortable. And it was like in the middle of my off season. But once I came back, back from that, I feel like I actually pushed harder than I ever had before. So that was a lot of relief. But like I said, I still have some of those doubts going on. Like, I don't know if this is the smartest thing, but I'm just going to do what makes me happy. And if it takes me a little bit longer to reach my goal, I would rather do that and happy cry on stage than hit my goal faster and walk off like feeling numb again. Absolutely. I mean, that's so important, you know, to just kind of live life the way you want to live it and just do, you know, do this, do this whole thing the way you want to do it because you're the only person who has to go through this. You know, exactly. it's just you. That's it. Yeah. So, and I, I do believe that even though you're just kind of like, you know, obviously adding a little bit of fun into your, into your routine, like I, fully believe that you'll still be okay. Like, I don't think anything's going to change. If anything, you're going to enjoy it a little bit more. You're going to learn from it a lot more and you're, you're just going, it's just going to be that much more of a better experience for you. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's what I'm, is really what I'm telling myself every day. So that's, that's what I'm hoping for too. Yeah. So I kind of want to talk to you a little bit about CBD because you, you talk about that a lot. So can you um, kind of explain to us like, what is it and what are the benefits? So CBDs are, um, are they're derived from hemp or marijuana, but um, mostly what we're using today is derived from hemp. So it's like 100% legal, um, but it's essentially just the part of the plant that it gives you all of the medical benefits, but doesn't get you high. So, you know, there's a ton of benefits that come from marijuana, but obviously not everyone's trying to get high and it's not legal everywhere. So CBD is kind of um, that that like silver lining where you can get, you know, it's like a win-win. So it's something that I've incorporated in my regimen this past year and something that I I recommend to a lot of people. 
Absolutely. I've actually never tried it, never had it before. Um, actually, I think a friend of mine had it in a cream and I and I used it one time um, mm-hmm. on like a, a, I think I had like a, I think it was like my hip or something. He was like, oh, you should use it. It has CBD in it. And I was like, okay, I don't know what that is, but I'll try it. <laughs> um, but after that, I had never used it. But it was so funny because I started to see it everywhere because at first when mm-hmm. he was telling me about it, he was just like, oh, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just going to help you feel a little bit better. You can just put it, mm-hmm. you know, on your wound or whatever. I was like, okay. And then mm-hmm. I had forgotten about it. And then all of a sudden I see it everywhere. So mm-hmm. my thing is, is like, how can you tell between like if it's legit CBD or if it's just like whatever they have, like some kind of dil- diluted form and like that's just kind of anywhere and everywhere? Yeah. So, I mean, it's similar to getting supplements really like you know it's they're not regulated like how do you know what's in this pre-workout is it actually clean workout pre-workout or are they putting some kind of meth in this pre-workout and that's why you're like having such a crazy whiff like it's it's really hard to know like what companies to trust but there are definitely a handful of them that um, a lot of people will stand by and the company I work with is called just CBD they post all of their lab reports online so knowing that they put all of their information out there and all of their reports, like if they had falsely, you know, or, you know, tampered with the report somehow and they got caught, like that would, that would be the end of them. That would be a huge lawsuit. Mm -hmm. So I really don't think it would be smart for any company to like put that information out there. So it's a company that I trust. It's a company that like my clients have seen some crazy results from it. And so I've, I've always stood by them. And that's, that's just like one of the companies that I know for sure is, is a quality source. Got it. So what are the different forms that it comes in? Is it like oils and creams? Yeah. So the most common, I think the, like where it started was with oils. So, um, that's what they give to patients that have seizures typically, um, or like a pill pill version of it. But, um, now they kind of put it in all kinds of different forms just for, I mean, I guess, just so you like it more, but, um, there's like gummy bears and candy, there's chocolates, there's even like bath bombs and creams, pretty much anything you can think of. But what I use the most is just like the gummies. I feel like that's easiest. I personally hate taking pills. Um, I don't think they even sell pills with the company I work with, but, um, I do like the sugar-free gummies and I also do the pain cream. So those are like my two favorite forms of it. Interesting. And what benefits have you seen from, you know, using it through the gummy form? Um, so the biggest reason I use it is for sleep. Um, okay. And it, it's something to me, I compare it to almost like a super low dose of melatonin. Like if you take a ton of melatonin, then it's going to knock you out. But that's not really the point of melatonin. Like the whole point is to get you back on a good circadian rhythm. And to do that, like you only want to take like one milligram where because it's unregulated, there's a lot of companies dosing it in like 10 milligrams, which is uh, like a hundred times what you're supposed to take, but oh my god, yeah, <laughs> I would be but dead. With, yeah, <laughs> but with CBDs, it's it's something like that too. Like some people will notice it the first night that it helps them fall asleep, get a good night's rest. But some people, it takes like a couple weeks, and like it's more of an accumulation that gets you back on a good sleep cycle. Um, other people take it for anxiety. I personally haven't seen like any crazy difference in my anxiety, but um, the one of the biggest things that I like to um, recommend it for is digestion too. So Mm. um, one of the first things that kind of really like really showed me that this CBDs are legit and the company I work with is providing good CBDs. So I have this client, 
she was a posing client at the time, but she, she came to one of our posing sessions when she was in prep and her stomach was so bloated. Like oh, wow. it was, it was distended like, like a foot. Like it was, it, she looked almost like pregnant. It was so big. And I was like, are you okay? And she was like, I haven't gone to the bathroom in like, like a week. Like, I feel like I need to go to the doctor, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, I started like giving her recommendations, like, you know, what's your fiber intake? Like, have you talked to your coach? And her coach was just telling her, take more Metamucil, take more Metamucil. Like, oh my God. It was, yeah. It was, it was just like the worst advice ever. Um, so she ended up leaving him and coming to me for the rest of her prep, but we were playing with a lot of different variables. Um, at the time, like I, I sent her to a doctor cause obviously I'm not like super qualified to work with this kind of stuff, but I sent her to a doctor, got her doctor's recommendations. And then we kind of like worked with what they told her to do and, and tried some things out, but we played with her fiber intake a little bit and we ended up putting her on a meal plan, um, for a couple of weeks just to get everything like super regulated. So, you know, it was a high fiber diet. It was like super clean. She was doing the exact same amount of water every day. She was doing the exact same supplement. She was getting, she's a school teacher. So she's on a regular schedule, a regular sleep schedule. And we got to the point where she was going like once every two to three days, which was mm. better than like once a week. Or I think at one point it was like 10 days. It was so long. Wow. And then she sent me this meme that was like on Instagram and it was, it was about CBDs. And one of the side effects was that it helps digestion. And she was like, should I try CBDs? And I was like, I mean, at that point, I didn't really hear of anyone saying that it was so good for digestion, but I was like, well, give it a shot. Like, it's not going to hurt you. So she ended up ordering the oil, like the oil tincture, and she started taking it. I told her to take like 20 milligrams in the morning and 20 at night. And within two days, she started going regularly every single day. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. So that was really like the first instance where I was like, okay, this is legit. That's so amazing. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. never even heard of such a thing. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean that that coach. He probably should have told her to go to the doctor if she hasn't right. gone in a week. Just yeah. keep overdosing. But, but some coaches, I'm sure you know. <laughs> I'm like, no, go to the doctor. Like, yeah. Oh my goodness, but that's so awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely like. I'll have to try that. Like that sounds really like it sounds amazing. And I love that you put her on like an actual meal plan because, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that, you know, happens when you literally on like a regimented meal plan in the beginning, you usually go very often, very frequently because your body is just getting rid of a lot of other crap that it has in it because it's like now on like a schedule, it knows what's coming. Like Mm -hmm. it's just like, it's just functioning a lot better. So I love that you guys did that. And then you guys were able to kind of play around with like what foods were you know, you can kind of eliminate, you know, do like an elimination process of what foods were working, what foods weren't working, and then exactly. really do some kind of, you know, um, research on what was going on. Um, but yeah, it was it was definitely like way easier to find out like what was working for her whenever we were able to control like so many variables. So yeah, meal plan was definitely, definitely the way to go for that. Absolutely. And then you also talk about um, IV therapy. So what exactly do you use that for? So that's something super new. So it's not something that like I 100% swear by yet, just because there hasn't been like a whole lot of research on it. But um, IV therapy, it's it's almost like, you know, whenever you go to the hospital and you're dehydrated, they hook you up to an IV, and they pump you full of fluids and um, electrolytes and vitamins that you might be missing. So um, now there's, there's a lot of different places that 
you know, their IV bars. So I think that's, that's what they call themselves um, or most of them, but it's, it's basically like an elective IV. So you go, you get to pick what vitamins that you want. Um, you know, there's like beauty bags that are good for your skin and hair. There's just like regular hydration bags. And then there's others that can help with recovery that might have like glutamine um, and, and some stuff like that. Awesome. And what, what benefits have you found from using the IV? So I always get like a, a v, B vitamin complex and B12. And um, I, I believe there's vitamin C and D in there as well. Oh, awesome. So for me, it's just like, it's, you almost get like a little vitamin high whenever you do it. Like you, you instantly feel that energy. Um, and it's similar to like the feeling of getting like B12 shots. Um, but the half-life of most of those vitamins is about five days. So whenever you get an IV, you're, you're usually going to feel it for about a week, like better energy overall. That's amazing. Like I've actually never tried that before at all. Where exactly do you go to get this therapy done? Um, so there's a, a, a lot, um, that are kind of coming up right now. Okay. But the one that I go to is called IV joint. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) So now that you, and you know, actually I just remembered, um, I actually saw you at your pro debut. I remember you placing fourth. You did a phenomenal job. It was so exciting to see. I was like, oh my God, her glutes are like perfect. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Thank you. So what exactly happened after your pro debut? Did you take time off and, um, what are you thinking about doing this year? Yeah. So, um, my pro debut, you know, going back to, I I told you how I I got injured. Well, it flared up like very, very bad about six weeks out from USA's. Um, so I wasn't able to actually lift weights really the last six weeks of my prep going into USA's and then Tampa pro was exactly a week later or six days later. So, um, after that, I, my main focus was just like recovering, giving my body a break because I had put it through so much during that prep. Um, so, you know, I, I took a little break, I reverse dieted. And my, my strategy is always to wait to compete, um, or like wait until I'm ready to be the best at whatever level that is. So I didn't step on stage at all until I felt like I had a good shot at winning. I didn't go to nationals until I felt like I could get my pro card. Um, my coach at the time, like pushed me to do the Tampa pro and I swear that's the only reason I did it. Like, had she not convinced me and really, really pushed me to do that show, I would have just stopped there and taken an off season. Um, but she convinced me to do it. Thank God. Yeah. Um, I ended up doing well. But I knew, like, I knew that even though I had done well at the Tampa Pro, you know, had I kept competing, um, that might not be the case. And and especially at the Olympia, I would be, like, destroyed. So, um, you know, my, my next like train of thought was just to take time off and, and really like grow and focus on, on being better and being ready to compete with like some of the Olympians before I came back out. So right now, um, I'm actually in prep. I'm about 14 weeks out from the Dallas Europa. Awesome. And I was just going to ask you, how exactly are you doing that? How are you, you know, taking the time off? Um, now you're in prep, obviously, but how did you do that? How did you, how did you uh, make the most out of your time? Um, so I, I, I mean, reverse dieting, it, it was definitely like the best reverse diet I've ever done. Um, I was like super diligent with it. And I also, um, I, I'm working with team Atlas now and my coach is kind of terrifying. So <laughs> he kept me in touch. <laughs> <laughs> so 
um, you know, he kept me in check. He definitely gave me a lot to work on and, and pushed me to another level. So that was a one thing. And then I definitely focused on like my mental health and becoming happy again. So even through my reverse diet, I, w- I went to a couple of festivals, went to a couple of shows um, and just, you know, ate out some as well. But now I'm, I'm kind of buckling down again. And um, we are actually going to go to like a couple more festivals, actually one during my prep. But for the most part, I am going to be a little bit more serious um, these next 14 weeks. Awesome. So, you know, it's so funny you mentioned the festivals because I did see that and mm-hmm. I'm not cool enough. I like never done that before. So what exactly? <laughs> I'm not that cool. So can you tell me a little bit about what that festival is and, um, you know, what is it all about? Yeah. So, um, I mean, they're EDM festivals, so electronic dance music. So there's a bunch of different genres. There's like um, trap music, which is similar to like rap and um, there's like dubstep and trans. There's like so many different genres. But um, the festivals that we go to, um, we are like dubstep fans. So it's just like a really good time. It's it's similar to going to like a different different festival for like a different type of music. But um, the energy is just like a lot different. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then you guys always like dress up. Is there like yeah. a is because I noticed that like whenever I see people, you know, going to the EDM festivals, mm-hmm. they're all kind of dress alike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that like a thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's like a, a, a handful of reasons why people dress up. But honestly, it's just like, it's almost like Halloween, like it's just exciting to do something different and dress cool. And like, it's a way to it way to express yourself. And um, it's just like really fun. And also you're just dancing all day long and it's usually really hot. So that's why a lot of people will like wear bathing suits or like, you know, booty shorts or whatever, you know, skimpy outfits that they pick. Yeah. I love the outfits. I would just go just to dress up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you that's know? like one of my favorite parts. Like I'm already on Amazon and like looking at websites, like, Oh, I'm going to make a really cool costume this year. And part of it's like building the costume can be really fun too. Absolutely. That's so exciting. So, you know, you talked a little bit about, you know, your new coach. Um, when did you decide to make that switch and how is um, like your preps been different since you've done that? Um, so I made that switch. Uh, I believe it was the very beginning of October. Okay. Um, so I had done my pro debut in August, which was the Tampa pro. And then um, a couple months later, I switched teams. So um I mean, my last coach was great, but I felt like I needed someone that I was a little bit more intimidated by. And um, I mean, honestly, this sounds sexist, but I felt like I needed a man coach um, just because I kind of have an attitude in a way. So like, you know, if a girl tells me something, I get all catty. But if a guy tells me something, I'm like, okay, yes, sir. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel like that was just kind of like a personal decision that I needed to make to um, kind of like be better and be be go to the next level absolutely so what has changed since you've been working with him what have you learned and what's something that you know has really been the most beneficial part of it all um so team atlas it's it's um james is the head coach but he also has jennifer dory and um angeline who does posing so we have an exclusive posing coach and then jennifer dory is the assistant coach but she's often like the person that I talk to. So there's like a group chat. So it's really cool the way that we do check-ins. It's not just like through email or whatever. There's a group chat that we have. And so 
whenever I check in, it's not just like send a couple photos, answer a couple questions. Like it's extremely in depth. There's like 20 questions or so. And then you have to send two videos or I guess three videos. And so you get critiques from Angeline on your posing every week and you get critiques from Jen and you get critiques from James. So it's just, yeah, there's literally no stone left unturned. Um, they focus on everything from like posing and presentation to your physique to like workout intensity. Um, you have to like send them videos of you actually working out so they know you're training hard and you have proper form. So mm. it, just like the level of detail. And and like I said, like he's kind of intimidating. So the level of accountability that they provide, I feel like is the biggest difference with this team versus um, other teams that I've seen or worked with. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys are mm-hmm. checking in once a week, I would assume. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. It's, well, it depends like how far out from a show you are. So whenever you're in off season, it's like once every seven to 10 days. But then okay. as you get closer to the show, it's like every week. And then, you know, once you're a couple of weeks out, like James is on your ass, like he'll ask for like three check-in videos a day. Mm. <laughs> so I know whenever I, I believe it was like t- two or three weeks out, Laura Lee was sending him two to three check-ins every single day. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that, you know, they instill like a really good, you know, um, base on how you guys check in and then like the accountability is there, which is so important. And people don't really think about that, though. Like the fact that, you know, being intimidated by your coach could be a really beneficial thing. If you're able to listen to them and obey mm-hmm. them, that's super important versus, you know, I mean, I, obviously everybody's different, but it is a little bit different when you're really friendly with your coach. And then if you mess up, you're like, ah, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like- I mean, some people do really well with that. Like I know there's like some Olympians that are like best friends with their coaches mm-hmm. and it works for them. So that's awesome. But then yeah. Some people, like maybe they're just naturally really disciplined. And so it's, you know, it's not that big of a deal. But for me, like naturally, I'm not that disciplined. So I really need someone um, to hold me accountable. So for me, I kind of need that intimidation. And James is like a father figure to the athletes. And so it's almost like, okay, I can't let him down. And like, you know, one of the things that he asked is like, did you follow your diet? Or did you, you know, did you follow it flawlessly? And knowing that I have to say, no, I did this, this, and this, like, scares the crap out of me. So Mm -hmm. it really, it just, I always have that thought in the back of my head. I can't tell James that I messed up, you know? Absolutely. No, I love that he does that. I think that's Mm -hmm. super helpful. And I I love seeing, you know, the differences because everybody is just so different. So to Mm -hmm. see that that's kind of one of the things that you look for is Mm -hmm. pretty awesome. Yeah, 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 for sure. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about this new program that you're creating, because it seemed like it was super amazing. And I want to learn a little bit about it. Yeah, so um, I I offer like one on one coaching and prep coaching and everything. But uh, it's a little bit more expensive. And um, not everyone is is ready to make that level of commitment. So something else that I've just been working on on the side is just like some at home. um, And like, you know, just like personal programs for booty for lower body, hopefully an upper body one soon. So right now I'm in the process of, of like filming all of the exercises. So I've like filmed, edited and uploaded about 30 exercises so far. So, you know, I'm really only like halfway through just for the lower body guide alone. You'd be surprised, like you don't realize how many exercises we actually use in our programs. But, um, you know, after that, I'll build the plans and then hopefully, I'll, I'll be able to like customize the trainerize app to where it has my logo and it has all of my videos and 
Um, you know, if somebody purchases the guide or the program, like they're able to track everything in the app and everything will be there for them. Oh my God, that's so cool. So how exactly does that work? They just go on there and they request you and your your program? No, it's actually like you're if they if they purchase it, you're able to give them a link, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and after they download like the Trainerize app, they're they just have have access to that specific guide. Oh, that's so amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it makes things really easy. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of your videos. I think they're really awesome and super informative too. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Well, it's been so nice like talking to you and like just learning a lot about your journey and, you know, just everything that you've been up to. It's been phenomenal. And I hope that like you kill it at your next show. Like I'm super excited. I know you're going to qualify. Oh, for sure. thanks, girl. That's definitely so like you really are. <laughs> oh, I really hope so. Yeah, you will. And I, I love what you bring. Like I love your physique. Like it's it's just it's like it's it's nice like it's not too much to you know it's you're not soft but you're not like super super hard you've got that like perfect balance and symmetry and it's just it's very refreshing to see oh thank you so much yeah not a lot of people have your look either which is really refreshing yeah (laughs) so we are actually coming now to the bikini diaries question and you can answer this question any which way that you would like are you ready sure if there is one thing you could confess whether it be good or bad, about your experiences as a competitor, fill in the blank. Dear Diary. Dear Diary, remember to be humble because you don't know everything. Mm. That's something that I've definitely learned the hard way, you know, just because I've, I've done well in my competitive career. Every every time I'm prepping for a show, I feel like I know everything and Um, I don't need a posing coach and I don't need a prep coach. And then, you know, after every show, I look back at stage shots and I kind of look at everything in retrospect and and realize how many mistakes I made along the way. And had I just been open minded and had been humble, you know, a lot of those could have been avoided. So that's really what I'm focusing on right now and in the present and moving forward. Absolutely. Thank you for your confession. And if there was one piece of advice that you could give to someone wanting to become a professional in the sport, what would you give them? Um, just to, to have that self-awareness and ask yourself why you want it and if it's for the right reasons. Um, because you, you come to, to realize a lot of people just want their pro card to have the pro card. Um, just to have it or whether it's for like advertising purposes or like to make more money. But if you truly, truly want to become a professional and um, make a name for yourself, you have to want it for the right reasons. That's wonderful advice. So if we wanted to work with you and follow your journey to the Olympia stage, where would we go? So I mostly work on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is Gina Pro. So that is going to be where you're going to find most of my content. But I'm also trying to put some more content out on YouTube, which is you can just search my full name. I am like the only person in the world that has my name. So you could literally find me on any platform if you just search my name. So it's, it's really easy to find me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on today. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciated it. If you love this episode, just as much as I love this episode, and you know someone who may love this episode, just as much as you and I loved this episode, please 
pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you could help me help others. So please, if you loved it, it takes 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review and share with all of your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And always remember to never give up on your dreams.